Dominus Vobiscum, Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. En aquel tiempo, el ángel Gabriel fue enviado por Dios a una ciudad de Galilea llamada Nazaret, a una virgen desposada con un varón de la estirpe de David llamado José. La virgen se llamaba María. Entró el ángel a donde ella estaba y le dijo, Alégrate, llena de gracia, el Señor está contigo. Al oír estas palabras, ella se preocupó mucho y se preguntaba qué querría decir semejante saludo. El ángel le dijo, No temas, María, porque has hallado gracia ante Dios. Vas a concebir y a dar a luz un hijo y le pondrás por nombre Jesús. Él será grande y será llamado Hijo del Altísimo. El Señor Dios le dará el trono de David su padre, y él reinará sobre la casa de Jacob por los siglos, y su reinado no tendrá fin. María le dijo entonces al ángel, ¿Cómo podrá ser esto, puesto que yo permanezco virgen? El ángel le contestó, El Espíritu Santo descenderá sobre ti. Y el poder del Altísimo te cubrirá con su sombra. Por eso el santo que va a nacer de ti será llamado Hijo de Dios. Allí tienes a tu parienta Isabel, que a pesar de su vejez ha concebido un hijo y ya va en el sexto mes, la que llamaban estéril porque no hay nada imposible para Dios. María contestó, yo soy la esclava del Señor, cúmplase en mí lo que me has dicho y el ángel se retiró de su presencia. 
Verbum Domini. Please be seated. Sentados, por favor. Take a moment, please, and make sure your cell phone is turned off. Apaganos teléfonos celulares, por favor. After Mass today, um, there'll be two young men at the back of the church outside. They'll have uh, magazines, uh, Missio Immaculate, uh, Mission of the Immaculate Conception. These uh, are excellent magazines put out by the Franciscans of the Immaculate. Uh, we do this from time to time. We save them up and then give them away. No, there's not a donation. No, we don't have a basket back there. So you can put, no, there's not. Is this a Catholic, is this a Catholic church? The, uh, they're always asking for money, right? The, uh, oh no, he can read minds. It's not hard, right? So uh, pick up one. Uh, these are excellent magazines. Um, and um, the, it's amazing how people walk by them. I guess they think that, Come on, there's got to be a catch, right? There's got to be a, no. The uh, the uh, well, I mean, if you no, just kidding. <laughs> there's not a catch. <laughs> oh boy, we do this. We do this every once in a while just to throw you off the trail, right? Y'all are getting too close, so uh, we do it once in a while to throw you off the trail. Okay. The archangel Gabriel, coming to her, said, "Hail, full of grace." The Lord is with you. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. In Dallas, about two, the year 2000, um, a man died, and then soon after that, his wife died, Frank and Lillian Wanya, W-A-N-J-A. Just a beautiful couple. They, had, um, they were newlyweds, just a young couple, when he was enlisted in the service, and he got stationed at Pearl Harbor in 1941. Uh, yesterday, in 1941, there was a sneak attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, Frank was on the base. Lillian was at home with uh, a, a newborn baby. And when she heard the, uh, the sounds of all that was going on, she, um, she got under the kitchen table with the baby. She actually baptized the baby there under the kitchen table. Well, they both lived through that sneak attack. Friends, why are we here? There was a sneak attack. It wasn't in Pearl Harbor. It was in the Garden of Eden. More about that in a minute. Um, the, um, in, back in Dallas, I had some friends. They weren't members of Blessed Sacrament. But he, he met his wife in college in the 50s. And they got married. And they raised their family, beautiful family. But when he was growing up, his mother had, well, how do we say? She had issues. Um, um, you probably understand that uh, what that means. The children don't. Good. That's why I'm saying it that way. She had issues. But he married. Um, he married a, a good woman, and, and his wife did what every wife has to do. Um, cooperating with the graces of God, she turned her husband into a human being, um, which was not easy to do. I mean, he had all those, he had a bias. He had a bias against his mother, um, and rightly so. Remember, she had issues. So not only did um, she have to turn him into a human being, she had to, um, well, she had to deal with those issues that um, he had experienced as uh, a young man. I can just see it right now. 
throughout the church. It's like, ah, anyway, it's so predictable. The, um, uh, today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And perhaps there are non-Catholic Christians here tonight. If you are, welcome. Um, but so many times, um, non-Catholic Christians have a bias against the Blessed Virgin Mary. We need to address it. In my opinion, the reason why they have this bias after so many years is because Catholic men and women, you and me, we don't talk about these things in a way where they can actually understand them. And so they, the, nobody ever helps them out of their bias. Um, uh, for, here's, an, here's an example. Um, uh, with a funeral. Uh, we have funerals, and many times people who are not Catholic come to the funeral. They walk into church, and they don't say it out loud, but you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yep, Catholics worship statues. Well, after reading the, uh, the readings for the Mass, the first thing I say is, take a moment, please, and make sure your cell phones are turned off. Then I mention, oh yeah, by the way, the, um, the pictures, the photos on your cell phone, the way you look at those pictures, that's the way we look at these statues. Nothing different. For decades, many of these people are in their 60s or 70s for decades. They thought that Catholics, we worship statues. That's ridiculous. I do like to add at funerals, though, you know, there is a difference. We Catholics, we don't worship statues, but some of you grandparents do worship your grandparents. Excuse me, you got your grandkids. And you need to stop it. Yeah. Uh, the, those pictures on their phones, some of them actually adore those grandkids. We don't adore statues, and we don't, we don't adore Mary. We adore God. But I want to address this, this uh, tonight with the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The first, the first reading tonight was from the book of Genesis. The uh, rabbis, from the very beginning, with Moses and then going forward, centuries before he was ever born, the rabbis used to go over the first, second, third, fourth, fifth book of the Bible. Then they would start over again. They had those books of the Bible memorized. I just went ahead and memorized the whole Bible. I thought it was easier. Sure, sure. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> and because they knew the first five books of the Bible so well, they started talking to each other, uh, asking questions about this and that. And the question came up about why did um, the man and woman eat the fruit that God had forbidden them to eat? Now, the men, you're not going to like this. The rabbis, and all of them were men, the rabbis um, guessed that it was the fault of the man. Yeah, the fault of the man. You see, in the uh, first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, the, the serpent is mentioned. We heard about him in, in the first reading today. The same word for that serpent is used in the last book of the Bible, chapter 12 of the book of Revelation. And there, the same word is translated huge red dragon. You know, if I tried if I had tried to pull something like that off in graduate school, they would have just given me an F, right? Well, serpent equals huge red dragon. Well, um, but um, so think about 
Think about the man looking over, and there's his wife, there's the woman, and there's the serpent. And he was the first man ever to say these words out loud. I think I'll go and clean the garage. Right? I think I'll go and clean out the garage. I'll build one first, then clean it out. Right? Well, he was thinking, but I'm so little, and that's such a big... He was thinking, I can't defend my wife from that. The rabbis, centuries before, centuries before this, they, uh, that's what they guessed. That's a pretty good guess. Those rabbis were pretty, pretty smart men. The, um, so this sneak attack from the beginning of the Bible, this sneak account, the sneak attack is, um, is uh, uh, remarked in the first reading today. And God says from the beginning, book after book, prophet after prophet, I'm going to send, I'm going to send a savior. It's interesting, too, because um, as Catholics, we like to think about Christmas. And, you know, all Christians have always liked Christmas. No, they haven't. You know, Christmas has been observed by 95, 99% of Christians for about 100 years. Before that, Catholics and a few others who were non-Catholic Christians. What kind of turned things around? My guess Christmas cards. Yeah, Christmas cards. Uh, see, before Facebook, people used to write letters to each other or send cards. What? What's writing? The, um, anyway, um, so um, the pilgrims. The pilgrims, their, their first winter in Massachusetts, it, it was miserable. Imagine that, being miserable in Massachusetts. Go figure. But anyway, what they did on what did they do on Christmas Day? They worked all day long. They had very difficult, very crude lodgings. They said, "Come on, we're going to work today. We are not going to observe Christmas." And they kept their gunpowder inside. You don't want it to get you don't want it to get wet. They nearly blew themselves up that first Christmas. So, friends. If you just think that Christians have always observed Christmas, Catholic Christians, non-Catholic Christians, you're wrong. Well, as, as Christians, we like to look at Christmas, and we like to go back nine months before Christmas and think of, in the Gospel today, we hear of the first moment of his life on earth. And then nine months later, he's born at Bethlehem. Well, as Catholic Christians, we say, well, what about his mother? What about... What about her? We don't... Well, well, she, she gave birth to him and then just leave her alone. You know those cell phones? If most cell phones have cameras, and so everybody's always taking you know, photos or selfies or whatever. If, if, if non-Catholic Christians had been around for this 2,000 years ago with the, the bias that many of them have against... Our Lady, I think this is what they would have done with their cell phone. They would have walked up, and of course, there is Jesus, and uh, at the foot of the cross is Mary and her sister, St. Mary Magdalene, St. John the Apostle. Um, and um, um, she might say something like this. He or she might say something like this to Mary. 
Mary's got her arms wrapped around the, the foot of the cross. Oh, I'm sorry, is that your son? Oh, I'm so sorry. Then they'd say something like this. Ma'am, excuse me, do you mind? Do you all mind moving over there? I just want to get a picture of him. What a terrible thing. That's the kind of bias. That's the kind of bias I'm talking about. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but it exists. You can, you can hear it, especially in the pronouns that are used to talk about Our Lady. Um, instead of saying Our Lady or the Blessed Virgin Mary or the Mother of Jesus, we hear she. Why would she get this? Or what's with her? Um, kind of like uh, talking about the cat. What is she doing here? You know, when the cat jumps up and lands in the pizza? I hate when that happens, don't you? Anyway, what is she doing? Get her out of here, right? And it's usually accompanied with this. This is the universal symbol for I'm open, right, to dialogue. What is she doing here? Uh, why, would, why would he give it to her? Um, this is the kind of bias I'm talking about. So we're really having to work an uphill battle. Again, the reason why so many non-Catholic Christians are walking around like this is because we're not doing our job. You and me. We're not talking about this. Because in, in some ways, we're kind of embarrassed. Y'all believe in the Immaculate Conception? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. As if it's ridiculous or something. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, later on, they had children. And they passed, passed their sin on to their children, all the way down to present day. So, when she was chosen to be the mother of Jesus, so she passed her sin, the sin of Adam and Eve, on to Jesus? I don't think so. There was no sin. Um, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, um, the Bible tells us. Let's take a look at that gospel. Um, the archangel Gabriel was sent from God to Our Lady. Now, there are three official archangels. There's Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael. St. Gabriel, St. Michael, St. Raphael. And then there are lots of other angels. Um, everybody has a guardian angel. My guardian angel quit about, was it last week? Um, the, uh, they keep doing that. I don't understand. But anyway, we have angels around us. Angels are messengers. That's what angel means, messenger. Guardian angels have a superior message, an important message, such as uh, St. Gabriel here before Our Lady. Now, an angel, whether it's your guardian angel or an archangel, they're always in the presence of God and at the same time here on earth. Yeah. So when the archangel Gabriel appears to Our Lady, he says to her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Now, friends... He would know if she's full of grace. He's standing in the presence of God and he's standing before her. And he says, hail, almost full of grace. Not what he said. He said full of grace. Now, think about it. Full means full. I don't know how I can remember these things. It's a steel trap, right? Full means full, right? Not, not half a tank, not three quarters. Full means full. Right? So he just, in fact, what he did, 
It's what God does all over the Bible. Remember in the Old Testament when God took Abram and gave him a new name, Abraham? He does that in the Old Testament. He does it in the New Testament. Remember when uh, Saul was renamed St. Paul, the greatest saint ever? Oh, that's my opinion. The, uh, think about it. The archangel is not just saying something nice about her. Oh, I love that blue dress you have on. No, he's not giving her a compliment. That's her name. That's how God sees her, as full of grace. So if she has the sin of Adam and Eve, she's not full of grace. She's got that sin. See, this is where, I mentioned it on Sunday. Remember? Every grace and every blessing, you have to keep going over and over this with your kids and your relatives. Remember, every grace and every blessing comes from Wisconsin. I know, I know. I said Alaska on Sunday. I was wrong. It's really Wisconsin. No, here. Every grace and every blessing comes from the sacred heart of Jesus. Stretching all the way back to Adam and Eve, it applies to everyone who was alive at this moment, Stretching forward to me and you and everyone else who will ever be born and live. Every grace and every blessing that you've ever gotten or will get comes from the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, so where did, where did she get the grace to be conceived without sin? What was so special about her? The grace that she received, came from the same place all graces come from, the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, yeah. So from the first moment of her life on earth, and then nine months later she was born, grace coming from his sacred heart, as it also blessed everyone going back to Adam and Eve and everyone in between, um, grace made it possible. Grace from his sacred heart. This feast, the Immaculate Conception, like the old, um, the old Hallmark Theater, uh, remember? This program is brought to you by Hallmark Cards, right? The Immaculate Conception is brought to you by the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now, pretend that everybody knows this, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're pretending. Um, in this gospel... Mary is told, your cousin Elizabeth, she's really old. Yeah, she's over 30. And um, she's now uh, expecting a child. She's six months pregnant. So what happens? Uh, Mary, who's now pregnant with Jesus, only moments, uh, she gets up and she travels to be with her cousin Elizabeth. And um, Our Lady very rarely speaks in the Bible. It's hard to get a word out of her. But there in the house of Elizabeth, she, she has her beautiful prayer called the Magnificat. She says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now that's what she said. But the people who have the, the bias against her, she, why would he give it to her? She says... My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. But this is what so many hear. 
Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Why, it's you, my queen. Friends, that's 1930. That's Walt Disney. That's Snow White. St. Luke's Gospel says something very different. Why? Why go into all of this? Because there is a bias. Um, the Blessed Virgin Mary tells us that she needed a Savior. And you know what a lot of Christians say? Christians who are 60, 70 years old, when you tell them that, aha, see, she needed a Savior. She needed a Savior. It's right there in St. Luke's Gospel. We didn't make it up. It's from her own mouth. Friends, again, the reason why so many Christians get it wrong is because you and I, we're not doing our job. We feel embarrassed to talk about the Immaculate Conception. It's like talking about the Easter Bunny. Oh, there's no such thing. The Tooth Fairy, right? The Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception is brought to you by the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's not hard. It's not hard. But we are not doing our job. In this business, why don't you just start Christmas at Bethlehem? Yeah, right? Oh, the shepherds. Oh, the three kings. Oh, well, the, the gospel backs us up nine months. Why do we need that? Um, and for Catholics, it's not enough. Okay, so how did she get here? How did, how did, how did Mary get here? Well, she had a mom and a dad. We, we ask these questions to talk about our Savior. There was a sneak attack, and God promised from the beginning to send us a Savior and the Immaculate Conception is the door that God opened to make possible God's mother. And then God's mother um, gave birth to God's son 2,000 years ago. I know what you're thinking. Well, Father, everybody knows that. Yeah, right. Right. You've dozed off. You're already dreaming if you think that. It's not that hard. And yet we think, well, um, this is embarrassing. What's embarrassing is we will not break this bias that is everywhere. It's an insult. Um, Our Lady is not honored. I'll, I'll end on this. About 20 years ago, I had a friend, he's a priest, and uh, a non-Catholic Christian came up to him and said, yeah, that's the problem with you Catholics. You honor Mary too much. And boy, he snapped back. He said, that's impossible. You Catholics honor Mary too much. He said, that's impossible. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus lived the Ten Commandments. The Fourth Commandment, honor your father and mother. Jesus honored his mother and still does. Still does in heaven. And so when I do what Jesus does, somehow that's a sin. That's embarrassing. No, it's not. The Immaculate Conception is all about a Savior working in the life of his mother, which he freely chose from the first moment of her life on earth. And then nine months later, she was born. That's the Immaculate Conception. The Archangel Gabriel coming to her said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.